2023 has wrapped up and we have now entered 2024. Happy New Year. May you have a safe, healthy, and prosperous 2024. And what an interesting way to kick off 2024 with what seems to be a beef brewing between Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson. Yes, you heard that correctly. Two of political commentaries heavyweights, Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson. We're going to discuss this situation that has been brewing, why it's brewing, and how it could potentially shape political commentary in an election year of 2024. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the South Side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So in this particular case, if you know somebody that's a really big Tucker Carlson fan, if you know somebody that's a really big Ben Shapiro fan, if you know somebody that's a fan of both, share this episode with them and ask them what they think. Get into an interesting discussion. Let's go into 24 having interesting stimulating conversations uh nothing vapid nothing vacuous good stuff it's going to be a crazy year there's going to be a lot to talk about so here we are 2024 happy new year happy new year man what will we see (laughs) what will we see it's crazy i saw i don't know if you've seen the was it a a panel on CNN or MSNBC where like one of the people were saying that th- they expect that there's going to be a black swan event that happens in 2024. Did you see that? No. In regards to... They didn't really say. They just say it was going to be a year of, of a black swan event. I was like, oh, God. Programming. <laughs> Let the games begin. <laughs> right? I don't want a black swan event. But you do what you can with what happens which i think that like a testament of of uh like character and resilience and if uh, like on a person individually is when shit like this happens to be fearless and then let's see like what happens afterwards yeah but it's hard sometimes especially when so much of the problem is manufactured Yes. And you know it's manufactured. I and I, I think that uh that that's different. Like like it, it it's I don't know how we would be in like a nuclear fallout or yeah. or if like this nation was invaded. That that's something we've never experienced. 
and it's easy to talk tough and be like, oh, I would be like this, I would be like that. You know, it, it's easy to say I would be uh, Vigo Mortensen in the road, yeah. but then you actually might be like the kid, Papa, Papa. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, kid. you, you, you hope you're like Vigo Mortensen, yeah. but you might be like that that annoying ass kid. <laughs> um, and it's crazy because very what? annoying. Wasn't like yes. it was that kid. Like they did not do a good. I, or maybe I, I was going to say they did not do a good job casting that kid, but maybe it's not that they didn't do a good job. Maybe that's like what the director was going for. But yeah. it was like very annoying how that child behaved yes. in that movie. But uh, but anyway, I digress. I was just using that as an, as an example that situation like that, we don't know how we would conduct ourselves. We say, oh, I would like to conduct myself like this. Yeah, We don't know. But... Where it is easy to know how you would conduct yourself is when you realize and recognize that what the the dangers that are supposedly present are being manufactured. Yeah. And it's all theater. It's very easy to be to where at least it should be easy to be like, well, I'm going to be fearless because like I see the propaganda day in and day out. Yeah. And I think. Sometimes I go back and forth. Like I look at I look at the the virus and and how we operated. And I've said it before on the show. I give us a lot of credit for how we conducted ourselves in that time, because when everybody was taking it lightly, we were taking it very seriously. I mean, to the point where we were buying uh, N95s on the black market when yes. there was a shortage. Uh, I was paying for priced, uh, severely priced gouged. Lysol and and Clorox wipes because I was like, man, my parents should have these. They're older and everything yeah. like that. Um, uh, remember, I you had like a connect with somebody with, for Lysol. I was like, man, give yeah. you you know, like <laughs> this is how we this is how it was, and yeah. and we were taking it very seriously when everybody was taking it very lightly, and then when everybody started to take it very serious, by that point we have we had realized that this is some made up bs yeah, yeah and the the everything about what they're telling us to do is is nonsense including yes. the jab and now it's so beautiful to be vindicated and like to be able to say that so freely and openly yeah. and know that you were right about it it's like it's different like yeah. it's like it's different when you say it and it's just like man i feel this and like in empirically everything is pointing to what i'm saying but i don't know but now you even have the cdc and the mainstream media basically have vindicated every our positions and so that's good but what what i what i'll say about how we conducted ourselves in that time and how we operated and and how our our perspective on things was formulated i would say that part of it was fearlessness yes but also part of it was i think just being analytical and observing what was being presented and i think if if you're analytical and 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 you are truly objectively observing what you're being presented by the mainstream media and politicians and how they say one thing and do another thing i and 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 don't have an agenda don't be partisan 
look at it truly objectively, I think it's very easy to see that it was bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And so now at that point, I don't even think it's fearlessness. It's just, well, no, I see, I see this is bullshit. Yeah, I, I think, I think um, for many years we've uh, understood the that pragmatism is important in getting to where you have to get. Like you can't just be like, oh, I want to be rich or I want to have money and then just like think that it's going to like buying a lotto ticket is the way forward or working till you're tired and you don't want to do anything else and not live your life is the way forward. I think we, we've understood the task like, well, let's be smart. Let's do certain things. I think even before the, the Rona, I think we handled ourselves from very pragmatic and like practical way. And so during that time, even the stuff that had nothing to do with the virus paid off because, oh, well, when society crumbles and you've been prepared on a financial level, and I don't mean like prepared as in you have money ready, but like you've made good financial decisions. Moments like this render you like kind of like an asset to the people around you, yeah. and then also like you you're gonna be you're gonna be rewarded because you've operated at, at a um, higher level in the sense of efficiency. And so um, during that time, not only did the stuff that uh, the virus uh, cause that were we ahead of it, but we were also very ahead on on many levels as like and i remember when it all started you said this is the time where the it was i think you said the boys separate from the men or the men separate from the boys yeah um and so in that regard it's like like you said we took it serious and we had to take it serious but then we started watching and seeing what's being told and see the thing is this if a guy comes in and says Oh, I can make magic appear from the trees. Like you, you, you're obviously going to be like, well, no, that doesn't happen that way. That's not how it works. That's what was being said on the news with with COVID. Like that's the the type of wizardry that they were trying to attempt. And for some odd reason, many people fell for that. Yeah. To this day, I see people like they wear masks, like their life depended on it, and it's like, well, you know. You've been duped so bad that now this is part of your the fear of it yeah. is 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 part of your brain, like that's how you operate. Whereas with us, it's like well, two plus two is just not equaling four in this one. Like you keep saying it's five, and it's not clearly not. Yeah, but because so many people say no, no, it's five now. It's five. The, the experts, CDC said the it. Experts say it's five. Yeah. Fauci, he said it's five. Yeah, everyone says it's five. Like, bro, like everyone's telling you. The fucking Pfizer's telling you it's five. Uh, Moderna's telling you it's five. All the news is telling you it's five. And in that regard, I don't think for us it was a fear thing. I think for us it was like, well, that's clearly a dumbass lie. You're yeah. dumb. But I think for many people it was the fear of like, well, I don't ever take rain of my life and my choices that I need other people to make me feel like, okay, to validate yeah. my fears. Yeah. And I think in that regard, yeah, like we didn't let, but I don't think we're so far off the fear 
thing because we operate like so independently that for us, yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't like it wasn't even. It was just like this is dumb. Like yeah. you guys are dumb. <laughs> Saint Nick ain't real, ladies and gents. Like so, so you know, everyone else is like, no, no, it's real. It's like, we just doesn't understand the reality of it, and so understanding the reality is like. Well, shit, to me, St. Nick is more real than the shit these people were <laughs> <All> saying. St. <laughs> Nick, where you at, fam? <laughs> yeah, but, like, um, what they were saying, it was just wild. But, like, again, they were looking at it from fear. Yeah. And so, and, and then and then from there, we were able to see, like... And, and basically, the mainstream media became fear-mongering. That's yes. basically, like, what their job became at that point. Yeah, like all the 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 pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay, dummies. Like nothing you say is gonna stop me from seeing you as clowns, which is what you guys are. All of you, the whole lot of you, <laughs> like all clowns. I don't care who you are, Fauci clown. All of you guys are clowns. I'm not an expert in this shit, but I see it. So, because you could just tell. And then, so, it's hard to explain because, like, people people always, oh, but he's a virologist. Yes, but he's an idiot, and he also has an agenda. An agenda, yeah. Yeah, and, and that that's the thing that people need to recognize. Also, it's not just, well, this is what we think. It's what Th- these true. people sh- showed, like, what, like, vile nature they have when they were met with like basically when 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 they were met when they were met with disagreement or when they were met with all right well like I'm I have questions about what you're saying they showed how vile they were because then it, it became this this sentiment of well this person should have their rights taken away or this person yeah. now should be treated differently because you are not obeying my authority yeah. the authority of what i'm telling you is when in actuality it, it isn't it isn't yeah. and 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 so essentially what these people were 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 in a form religious zealots like this is what is and if if you don't conform to it any sort of deviation from what we're telling you needs to be done. You should be banished. You should be treated less than. That's essentially what they were aiming for. And and you see it. And, and it's funny because like now, years later, there have been plenty of people that have put together these compilation videos. And you can find them all over the internet. Compilation videos of the mainstream media. People, different experts, politicians, so on and so forth that spew the poison of oh well you know these people these people maybe need to be put in a concentration camp or <laughs> like stuff like that and it was just accepted like it aired on the mainstream media as if they weren't saying anything yeah. completely extreme and un-american so i mean that shows you like who these people are yeah and and, and it's it's uh Scary, and so now it's in vogue to be like anti-establishment. This is why Disney's not making any money. That's why uh, 
people are not being canceled in the way that effectively they're being canceled, quote unquote, but they're not effectively effectively being canceled. And uh, and now it's taken steam. So now what worries me is okay. In going into twenty twenty four, it's a different sentiment, and and clearly now people are going after the pockets of those that create division, right? So what is the next play? Because if intersectionality and wokeism and all all of that stuff is not effective, what will they do? What will happen? What will you cause to happen? And so then from there, it's like, well, it's crazy because because like. You go back to before the woke shit. That was always uh, something that was already flirted with. Like the intersectionality. Wasn't that like from the 60s? or Yeah, it started in the 60s. Um, and, 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 and then it kind of like went away. And then it came back. So now it goes away. What happens then? This is the type of shit that makes me want to watch that uh, documentary you were ta- to tell me about, 1968. Oh, yeah, the year that changed America. Yeah, because it's like, well, okay, what was the progression then, since there's so many parallels? Like, what happened then that changed the course? And, and Nixon got elected. Yeah. That's, that's essentially what changed the course of a lot of things. And see, from there, like, okay, you see... <laughs> How when Trump got elected, hit like there would be no overturning of Roe v. Wade if it wasn't for Trump, right? And so, um, right there, you could tell like the the impact you have when you, once you leave and you've been gone. It's like, what are the things that are happening um, for for better or worse? Because the impact of Roe v. Wade being overturned, we can now say with certainty, definitely didn't. Have the outcome that <laughs> that uh, that that the conservatives were looking for. If no. anything, I think. Well, I think it was a good impact because I I think any impact that exposes the truth yeah. right, of of people's nature and 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 what is yeah I think is good ultimately. Like to to be able to like unveil yeah. But I think that there were a lot of people that that were living under this illusion tim pool was it was one of them and i respect tim pool a lot but i remember him uh uh predicting that what will happen in the next few generations will be that blue states or and and blue cities depopulate drastically because these people don't have kids and, yeah. and they're you know abortion is still be legal so there'll be more abortion Less kids being have more abortions and conservatives would have the opposite. Conservative areas would have the opposite effect. And what we quickly learned is that, no, depopulation will continue across the board. Yeah. Because now that abortion is completely illegal in certain places, the people will galvanize and and and, and, and go out in droves to vote for it to be legal even in staunchly red districts cities states and ergo ohio er, ergo ohio ergo kentucky ergo uh, many many yeah. of these uh, of these uh, special elections that we've had well er, not many every single special election that we've had yeah. since roe v wade has been overturned on the issue of abortion has gone 
a ma- has been a major victory for the left. Yes. In fact, that's basically all they have going for them going into twenty twenty four is that issue. So that definitely didn't pan out the way that conservatives thought that it would pan out. No. Um, I think it panned out good because, like I said, I'm all for truth. Like I'd like the truth to be revealed, and and yeah. what it showed is that is that um, these 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 trads are are these trad wives and these trad chicks are truly trad thoughts like it it exposed all of that and like i'm all for it i'm all for it i know it's sad to like a lot of trads because oh the babies and family and and the benny johnson and charlie kirks i know yeah i know they're very upset about it but i mean the truth is the truth the truth truth truth. shall set you free yeah so like let's keep it moving and 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 like it's okay it's okay so so yeah continue making your point but it's just when you said if not for Trump, Roe v. Wade wouldn't have been overturned. Yeah, I agree with that. But it turned out it being overturned didn't really it hurt have, them. Yeah, it hurt yeah. them bad. And so, so to me, it's like okay, so that that's after your presidency, your impact has been greater than your your impact has been so so great that even you've galvanized the left. Think about that. Biden didn't galvanize them. Trump did. Right. Who's yeah. coming in? Yeah. So, yeah, nobody's energized about Biden. Yeah. yeah. And so so right there, that's one. The the battle against woke culture, definitely manned by Trump. So in a way, Trump is like a mirror. And it's like, look, this is what you are. And people didn't like that. Some people hated it. Some people loved it. Some people wanted to have some type of reaction but like he was like this figure that exposed a lot of shit good or good and bad and then after him it's like well now now it's 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 become kind of like whether trump is here or not now here comes a ramaswamy here comes uh the neocons versus the versus the the new uh republicans and it's like You've had a, a a a huge huge impact in the way that that uh Nixon did. Well, Nixon did with the with the Supreme Court. I think didn't someone talk about that? Uh, I want to say it was Milanopoulos where he talked. He had like a segment on Nixon and how effective how effective he was because of the people he picked. Uh, for for the Supreme Court, and so you start seeing the shit that 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 develops afterwards, and you're like, damn, that's crazy. But you really don't know where it's gonna go now, because because now like you don't know what game plan people are gonna have. Will there be a, a black swan event in 2024? Will there not be? Uh, politics, where the fuck is that going? Because. Uh, <laughs> Some of the shit that you've talked about, like w- within the Republican circles, they say Nikki Haley's going to be the first <laughs> female president. How how does that happen? Uh, I found it interesting that they were floating around that Nikki Haley might be vice president for Trump. I think Trump shot that down, right? Or no? Haley? I, I think he was. Yeah, he was like, no, we're not going to go with, with with them. But like, oh, that's good. Yeah, but but the fact that you don't know. Until you know for sure, until he picks. Yeah, somebody. but that's good that he he vocalized that. Yeah, because I I'd rather 
I'd rather move forward with a higher degree of certainty that he's not gonna pick her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though, like I said, like I, you know, playing devil's advocate, I, I can see why he would pick her because she does bolster him in in every area where where he's weaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I think it's just. It's just too much of a too much of a difference to to yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, it's too much of a difference, and I feel like right now, um, we're like in a point of like we really do, I don't know where the Republican Party's heading because like there's just two sides to it. Yeah, and so like this is like perfect Game of Thrones level <laughs> of like I don't know what's next. When it comes to the Republican Party, you know where the left is going. You know what they're about. You know what the candidates are going to be looking like. But on the right, you don't. Like, um, just because of the the nature uh, of what's going on and the infighting and then also what the left is doing to the right. Because, like, make no mistake, you, you you could tell yourself that they're doing this because it's Trump with the whole taking him off the ballot in Colorado, but which now he's back on, right? Yeah, yeah. But in Maine they took him off. Yeah, Michigan tried I, doing it. But the betting markets, uh, I, I was watching. I just saw this this post. I don't know if it was from Predicted or what betting market it is, but they even they predict in Maine that he'll be on the ballot. Yeah, yeah. But just the fact that you're that bold yeah. tells you something like, yeah, yeah. about well, where it, we're heading it's to. It's like I said before, the gloves are coming off. Like yeah. They're they're going to like try everything that they can try now because yeah. it's entering it's entering the final hour. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like going into 2024, it's like um, I feel it's interesting, but also on a multitude of levels, it's like, what do you do? How do you prepare? I've noticed now towards the end of this year, and obviously naturally because it's the winter, properties are going down. So, and then the, the, they said that what do, the- What do you mean properties are going down? Like uh, I've noticed a lot, like a lot of price cutting uh, by 10,000, 15,000. Yeah. So, and then the interest rates have stayed the same. They're saying they're going to bring them down. So like- where does that go? <laughs> Where does that go? And then, and then, what happens with with uh, who wins in November? Because like, I was I was wondering this with housing. Do you think that if there was a mass deportation situation, do you think that would bring property values down because there's less demand? Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, inherently it would because because you're cutting you're cutting the demand. Yeah. Yeah, and so so right there I was like, "Well, shit. Where does real estate go?" We had a whole episode on that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if I see like any sort of mass deportation happening anytime soon. No. Yeah. Even even if Trump wins, I see more so something like that happening if Ramaswamy wins. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing about Ramaswamy is that, well, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's, uh, this is actually the first 
true contention and inconsistency noteworthy contention and inconsistency between Trump and Ramaswamy because Trump posted on Truth Social recently that um, supposedly like some <coughs> excuse me <coughs> oh excuse me um, bless you bless you bless you thank you uh, so, some sort of big FBI building in Washington D.C. Um, Trump is like no we're not if I'm president it's not going to move we need to repurpose the FBI to clean up Washington D.C. Our nation's capital should be like pristine and great and everything like that. And Ramaswamy basically responded to that, but not on truth. He responded to that on Twitter by saying that the FBI can't be reformed. And if I'm president, like I'll do away with it. I'll abolish it. And like, I, that's a very, well, I think at face value, to a lot of people, that may not seem like a big separation. It, it truly is, it is because what that is is like it, it's like somebody that at least right now, from what they say, it like is truly anti-establishment versus like a semi semi anti-establishment. Um, and so that could create a divide in the primary, you know, if depending on on how true Ramaswamy's poll numbers are, because if every poll that has come out, if 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 they're accurate, well, then he's not going to do great in the primary. I have a hard time believing that they're accurate. Like I I feel like he is going to perform like a lot better than what his polls say. Yeah, that could be wishful thinking. Not to the point where he'll beat Trump, but no. But even people, I don't know if, if if people have talked to you about like what they think about the Republicans. But I see that name being tossed around a lot more with yeah. the public. Like, oh, I like that Indian guy. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Ramaswamy, Ramaswam, or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. they might not say the name right, or they talk about him as the Indian guy. But yeah, like I they, feel like yeah. like like more everyday working people. Are, seem to be gravitating towards him a lot. Yeah. Um, I you know, granted, it, it's a very small sample size to, to yeah. go off of, but it does it does mean something. It does mean something. Uh, you know, I obviously we will we will see this month. This month we'll start to see like yeah. you know the the the, uh, the primary start this month and like actual voting will take place. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I don't I. You it, think Nikki Haley's gonna perform? That's the one where it's like, damn. Cause I'm interested in her numbers. Yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. Like, I could see her performing well if, some way somehow they're able to get a bunch of Democrats, I don't know, like some places, like some states, you have to be registered a Republican to vote in the Republican primary. So I don't know. But then some places you don't have to. So I could see her doing better in the places where you don't have to be registered a Republican because I could see Democrats voting for her. Yeah. Um, but the base, I don't, I just don't see her doing well with the base. I don't, yeah. I, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. 
But I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong, you know? Yeah, so so that's one where I, I feel the same way as you do. Like, I don't know where she falls in the primaries. Um, and then it's crazy because in the primaries, or, or, or at least with, with the Republican uh, base, um, they're super strong for Trump. Like, the people. Right. CPAT, like, all that shit. Like, okay, um... These motherfuckers are acting like this is this is the one and only. And then when you start seeing the establishment Republicans, they they're not for that. So like they're I said, they're all for Haley. Yeah, they're all for Haley. So they're it's not like, even for DeSantis anymore. Nope. Yeah. And DeSantis is in, in this limbo. Like yeah, yeah. That's what I was just about to comment on. I was about to say it's funny how the names that that are on the carousel is Trump, Haley, Ramaswamy, and like DeSantis is sort of lost. Yeah, and I feel like DeSantis um, would not have been terrible uh, as far as like policy making because of what he's done in Florida. But as you can see now, he lacks that star power, which he would have had had he just. I remember when we talked about it. What our advice was: stay, fall back until it's your turn, because. At that point, you could have been like, okay, well, I did my part. I was on Trump's side. Trump might endorse me, and then we yeah. could go from there. But I think falling in the shadow of, uh, and he was bound to fall under the shadow of, of Trump. Um, and actually, Ramaswamy, in one of the, I think the last debate with them, said, like, all you guys have in common is you guys were riding on the coattails of Trump. Yeah. And so. None of them could really say no. Of course not. Because all of their success came from Trump. Um, well, not so Cr- much Christie. Christie yeah, yeah, Christie, no, but Christie was such a had, had his nose so far up Trump's ass yeah. at, at, at a certain point. Now he's anti-Trump. Yeah, it's like, bro, you're just you wanted to ride on the carousel, and, and but you just were not included in it, and so now you're all upset about it. It is what it is, and so. But, but, I mean, Nikki Haley made her name through the Trump brand uh, in politics. And uh, Ron DeSantis, as soon as he went full MAGA, fucking unleashed a powerhouse in Florida. I don't know. I just felt if you were going to come hard, then you should have just stayed, stayed home. Why does it seem like the Democrats right now are far more united than the Republicans? I think the Dems, like... Uh, do you think that's it's just a, a facade, or do you think they truly are united? So I think that the left, it's like... They, the main players, behave the way China behaves. Oh yes, oh yes, oh fucking socialism, all uh, communism, all we're uh, that shit. Yeah, we're on that side. They're not really on that side. They just look at the Bernie Sanders, and they look at the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez as like useful idiots. But they, but they're really elitists. Yeah. Who are trying to run the show the way they run the show, and so in that regard, they're very establishment, 
and they have a lot in common with the establishment Republicans, but on the left. And so I think that they're kind of, they're already in control. They're what the Republican rhinos want to be, but they're already at full, full blown. Yeah. Because they don't have a strong enough character on, 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 on that side that can contest against them. Um, whereas with Trump, Trump took all the power in 2016. And so it was like they were reeling, and then now it's like, well, we don't really, we still don't really like them. We're still really kind of like never Trumpers, but we're, we don't know how to handle him. And, and that's where the Republican Party is at. So I, th- I feel like they're not as united because there's really like, it's really still a battle of who's going to be in control. Yeah. The people or the elitist or the establishment, rather, on the Republican side. Whereas with the Democrats, the Democrats are who they are. We're for the people. Not really. So fuck up. Go live on a tent somewhere in fucking Cali or or in Chicago. We really don't care. We're sanctuary city. Yes, yes, yes. Give them everything. You guys better just be okay with it because it is what it is. You guys are stupid. We know this. Yeah. And so we're going to just do what we want. Say what we want, make up what we want. You'll believe it. You keep voting for us. Yeah, and and keep yeah. Thank you for for your vote. Well, you could see me next. Uh, well, campaign trail. You can see me campaign trail. I promise you, slew shit. Never gonna keep the promise. <laughs> but you guys are so fucking dumb. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what the left is like, and they're coasting, and 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 it is what it is, and. <clears throat> it's a bit sad because I don't want to talk shit about the people that vote for these people, but I guess I'll just let the track record and what we see outside yeah, and these. Mean, how could you? Yeah, yeah. Could you? <laughs> yeah, like I'll just just pay attention. Anyone listening to this episode, to those sanctuary cities, the people that live there, and how amazing it is. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, and then go from there. Like, do you feel richer? Do you feel safer? Do you feel... Okay, cool. Well, and and then even if you tell them that, they'll still vote yeah. that way. And so and, and so because the left is like that and, and, the, and the people that vote for the left is like that, that's just how the left is going to be. Whereas the Republicans, you're seeing like... I'm, I'm starting to feel that that red wave shit, that was a sabotage on the Republican side. Yeah. Like... It's like, well, if we can't remain in control as the establishment, then all the Trumpers are going to lose. Yeah. We're all going to. So it, it is is the Roe v. Wade shit, like, it is the f- really leaning on this abortion shit, is, is, is it really, like, for the benefit of the Republican Party or for you to just be in control? Because a lot of the shit that, that the Republicans have done... <clears throat> In general, what, what do you mean? Is this Roe v. Wade shit really like, meaning? Like, who was it that uh, um, I'm I'm he's like super pro Ukraine. Uh, he made up the abortion ban right before uh, Lindsey Graham. Yeah, like oh yeah, Lindsey Graham. Yeah, there we go, bro. Come on, like yeah, that seemed like sabotage. Yeah, like to me, if I look at that, I'm like. Sabotage you have to be a moron. Or the worst strategist in the history yeah. <laughs> of, but, uh, of, of, of midterms. Yeah, and to me, it's like, I can't 
sit there and really believe that Lindsey Graham is that stupid? I would hope not. And so then my next my next thought would be like, well, why is he trying to sabotage the Republican Party? Why was McCarthy trying to, uh, or not McCarthy, um, McConnell, McConnell, trying to sabotage the Republic? Like, what is going on here? And so it's like these are the characters that were like, and again, we've given McConnell his fair share of uh, roses for when he pulled through, but I think that he looks at it from the perspective of. I would still like for the establishment to be in control. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when it comes to like war and sending money and 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 pocketing money, because uh, you know all these motherfuckers are pocketing money off of this shit. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, it's me over you. It's me over so, so and and now your side, your base is actively against my position, my interest, my self-interest in this Ukraine situation, in this Israel situation, because all the MAGA people like Matt Gates and like, you know, guys like that. Well, Matt Gates, you look at Matt Gates, why did he get McCarthy ousted? He got McCarthy ousted because motherfuckers kept sending money to Ukraine. Yeah. It's like people can't buy bread, milk, bacon, and eggs. God bless Matt Gates. God bless him because yeah. that's like what a politician does. It's like people cannot buy these essentials and you fucks keep sending money to Ukraine. <laughs> like, I mean, think of the audacity of yeah. that. Think of the audacity of of when you when you see people at the store, like you, they got to put shit back. And, and we're not talking about like lavish stuff. We're talking about like, oh, I got to get the cheaper bread because... You know, I to make ends meet, or I can't get this, or I can't get as much cereal for my kids, or it's not like, oh, well, I'm I, I can't buy these Jordans, or I can't buy this TV. No, it's like food and shit. Yeah, the audacity for a politician to be like, oh, well, I think we need to send more money to Zelensky, like, <laughs> and, and that was what was badass about Brian Donald when he kept that shit two G. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I, I don't know what Zelensky's doing here. He's like, he's like, we don't have the money for him. He's like, frankly, it's an it's an insult that he he's here when American families are dealing with are dealing with uh, 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 inflation. Yeah. But that's that like Florida MAGA, Matt Gates, Brian Donalds, like that's well, a lot of people say that like they've actually said that Trump has considered Brian Donalds. Which I don't think would be a, a a bad pick. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but but my point is is that oh for vice for vice oh, president nice. yeah uh, uh what's that girl's name uh, uh what's uh, uh, uh the one that the one that was grilling those uh those deans of the of the colleges. I know that, you're talking about. I the, can't remember her name though. S her last name. If you just put in Congresswoman S. Estefanik Estefanik Let me see Just write Congresswoman Estefanik It'll Her name will come up She has like a very unique name Hold on Congresswoman E.S. It'll come up because of how, how she grilled the, the, the heads of all those universities The ones that, that wouldn't say that uh, 
chanting to kill to kill uh Jews isn't harassment, student harassment. No, it's not as it was maybe I'm spelling it wrong. E S Yes T E F You have Congresswoman? Did you write yeah. Con- Let me see. Congresswoman. Stephanie Stephanic? Yeah, there you there go. There we go. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, that some people have said that he might pick her. Her. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she's she's young. I think she's like like 35, 36 something like that. Yeah, so Yeah, I mean, he has he has it's, his options. It's crazy like I think about like how people like be knowing like people on like football teams and shit like that and like I'm getting to the point which I think like uh, as an American it should but like I I know politicians <laughs> the politi- but like now like I'm getting to the point where it's like it's like or, you know it's like everybody should know the president and vice president even though I don't know if you've seen those viral videos yeah. where people don't and That's... that shit is like insane and then and then like I'll know the cabinet like oh who's so and so's chief of staff who's you yeah. know the defense secretary but then then it's like oh okay I know like senators and now it's getting to the point where it's like, I know Congress people, you know. You're, you're like at the point now where you're like one of the best agents in the game. <laughs> yeah. So like like you would be perfect. Like actually, you never know. That's how I was like, Trump might put you as chief of staff. No, but like you'd be great for that <laughs> yeah. shit. Like because you know, like you, you would know so much like like the, the people uh, in every state, like strategies that they've used what's worked what hasn't what's worked in urban setting like all these things like yeah. this is what i'm saying like if, if we're talking about this stuff come on bro like who is lindsey lindsey graham has to know that he was sabotaged you get what yeah. i'm saying like that's such a that's dirty why game it's also funny to me like when i debate people because it's kind of like it's like you're you're the, the the information you're going off of is like MSNBC. Yeah, and it's just like like you 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 don't want to say that, but it's like you don't have the capacity. Yeah. To and then, but what's badass is like there have been times where I've been in a setting where like there's a debate taking place, and then somebody that's like on my side or or kind of like they'll defer to me. It's like well, like he probably knows more about this, but it's just like one of those things where. Yeah. Where you sort of become like, um, what's the word? Sort of like an authority on the matter. Yeah. Because, yeah. because like, Naturally. it's well established, like, oh, well, this guy, like, he's into this stuff. Um, which, which, which I, I am, like, I, I find, I find all of this stuff, like, like very fascinating, which I don't understand, like, how one could not, like, it's, it's the country you live in. <laughs> Everything has, to, like, it will affect you some way, shape, or form. Like, yeah. Them sending money to Ukraine, it, it affects you. you drastically more than the Bears winning. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, them sending money to Israel. What we're going to talk about, which we still even haven't gotten into the main segment, but this is sort of all a very good setup for the main segment. Even that, even that, I, I think, like, a, a significant rift between Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson I think it has the potential to shape so much of political commentary. Yes. 
that it, it's it's very much worth talking about. Look at how when we how we started this episode. Some way, shape, or form, we got into the topic of the virus and how we conducted ourselves during the virus, and how we basically. I mean, way before this, we knew that the mainstream media just peddled a bunch of propaganda, but it was even further uh, enforced with with the virus and and the jab and, yeah. and everything like that. And that is what people consume. Yeah. But now what we're seeing is the degradation of the mainstream media and more alternative media sprouting and bolstering and becoming bigger and bigger. I, I said in pre-production, um, the Daily Wire will be a billion-dollar company. Yeah. They, like, there's no reason to think that they're not like on that traje- trajectory. Even if like the things with their movies and stuff don't work out, just them as as a news commentary. Yeah, like all they really need to do the Daily Wire, honestly, to like to to get to the point where where they're there is if they were to have. I I don't think they can manage like a twenty four seven news show, but if they were to get to the point where they have like a nightly news show. Yeah. I think that would be enough to get them there. Like yeah. and like not none of like Matt Walsh or like get get anchors, like real yeah. anchors where they do like even or maybe like a like a, a, a five day a week show, like a nightly news show, and then on the weekends have like a different crew yep. or something. I think that's all they would need because now it's be like they got news commentary, but now they actually have news, like news yes. reporting. I basically think that that's all they would need to, and like they would definitely be probably valued at at a at a a a, a billion dollar valuation because their commentary. So they take what the news is and they comment on it. Yeah. But then it's a different thing, like when you're actually generating news. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, think um, of it this way. Uh, and I wouldn't call uh Stephen Crowder news, but he even his crew broke out like the the manifesto thing and that's more news exactly than anything ben shapiro has done a hundred percent a hundred percent you'll commentate on that yeah so so it. it's just like it would be basically like if you were to get like a like a james o'keefe he creates yes. news like that is like he doesn't really comment on it he he gets he goes undercover and gets like the good stuff yeah the important stuff um, Actually, that wouldn't be a bad addition. Um, you know, so so it, it's different. One when it's like you're you're delivering the news versus just commenting on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but as more and more people gravitate towards that sort of content, how th- the people that produce that content operate becomes increasingly more important. Yeah. And now you have, I, I can't think of two bigger names in right-wing commentary bigger than Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson. No. And now both of whom are independent, and now there's a rift between the two. And so how this rift started, it, it actually, this rift actually there actually sort of kind of started some years ago when Ben Shapiro had Tucker Carlson on his Sunday special I remember that where they talked they, about they, AI exactly and they had they had like a a, a pretty 
it, it was a pretty vivid disagreement on there about about like how much capitalism should be regulated if it means like yeah. displacing all these people from their jobs once once AI is rolled out, you know, and, and like it's ubiquitous to the point where it's like taking people's jobs in yeah. droves. And they had a, a, a pretty like yeah, it, it was very sincere disagreement. And you could see right then and there that Shapiro had a lot less empathy yes. for the everyday working people. And and Tucker Carlson, he had the utmost empathy for them. Like, yes. well, no, like these people, these are their jobs. This is their person. This is their identity. We can't take that away. Yeah. Very interesting. You and I and Vince, as always, had an epic conversation when we were in Detroit. We were driving, and I think we we had stopped at a Walgreens. But like, we had a lot of good conversations in Detroit, um, which we highlighted in, in in some episodes that we have. If people want to go back in the in the catacombs of this podcast and look yeah. up the Detroit episodes, the Detroit files. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but one of the things that that city inspired was a lot of economic conversations because a lot of that city is is destitute, you yeah. know, and and it, it's uh, not the best places where where they're remote and like it's just a bunch of abandoned houses and stuff like that. And we started having a conversation about capitalism, and we and we started ta- talking about unbridled capitalism to the point where all these companies started outsourcing and like a bunch of like manufacturing left. Yeah. And I think in that conversation, I came to the conclusion where while there's a lot good about Reaganomics, I think in hindsight, looking at that, I think that was kind of bad because it's like, why are certain companies that are outsourcing jobs to other nations getting all of these benefits of being an American company when like yeah, so shouldn't. many of their jobs are are not given to American people. Yeah. And then you see what it does to a city. Like many, many decades, decades and generation later, you yeah. you see, oh well, this is this is the result of that. Yeah. And so I think in in that you start to realize that there are two ways of looking at it. You look at it like well, how Ben Shapiro is looking at it, what, which I would say is the more Reaganomics way of looking at yeah. at it. And then the Tucker Carlson way is like, well, yeah, capitalism is good, but are we going to go so much to the point where like these companies are are totally outsourced and yeah. they're getting the benefit of being an American company, but like the the workers are not getting any any uh there are no american workers rather or very yeah. few so you see you saw that that was a real riff and that type of riff that's like the that's like the sort of riff between that's like tony stark captain america riff yeah or like a, a superman lex luthor riff i yes. was gonna say because it's kind of like if you think of lex luthor Lex Luthor looks at Superman like, well, nobody should have this power because yeah. it's dangerous. It's dangerous to all of us. 
but the reality is like you're not really worried about everybody like everything that you want to do is like it's pretty self-interested yeah whereas superman although he has this utmost power he's really the one that's selfless like so much to the point where like he won't have a personal life and like in 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 many and in in many variations of the comic he's even let his his dad die just so he wouldn't like show his power yeah that's how much he was like you know like it's like i i can't show people like what i am and to the point where like this is going to cost me my dad but but like this is what i'm supposed to do yeah type of thing so that's like a selfless way of of acting. Yeah. Selfless Even way. though you have the power to destroy everything. Exactly, a hundred percent, and be the king of it all. Exactly, but that's like a true ideological riff. And so now you look at like the Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro thing, and if you've noticed since then, there really hasn't been any other interaction between them, which is odd. Like you would yeah. think, like these two big guys, why is there like no no interaction between them? And then now you see Tucker Carlson expresses how he feels about the the Israel Palestine situation and how he took issue with more politicians caring more about Israel than they do the problems of the United States and then that's when you saw boom something is happening between them cuz I remember you sent me a video and I, and I remember even the the way I responded to the video. So the video was basically Ben Shapiro commenting on Tucker, essentially criticizing Nikki Haley for being more concerned with what was going on in 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 Israel yeah. than what's going on. And and uh, uh, Ben is like, why doesn't Tucker care? Why doesn't Tucker care? Uh, he said something. It was an ad hominem. I don't know if he said that he was stupid or he's an idiot or something. Yeah. But it was something that I that I was like. I felt it to be kind of a severe thing to say. Yeah. Something that I, I think was like a little bit too far to say that. Yeah. And then I even remember responding to you. I said that that uh, the world of political commentary is like is like the new hip hop beat. Yeah. And 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 it is. It's like it, it's it's developing in that way yeah. where it's just like oh well whose side are you? Oh did you hear what this guy said? Oh no did you hear what that guy said? This and that and so. That's where things were left, and and Tucker never commented. He didn't say no, anything about it. No, he didn't say nothing it. back. He didn't say anything that was, and you know that he had to have heard about it. So then the other day, Tucker did an interview with uh, on Breaking Points with Sagar and Crystal, but it, it was only Sagar that that did the interview yeah. with him, and Sagar specifically, which credit to Sagar for specifically asking Tucker about Ben Shapiro. Like he specifically brought up his name yeah. and how people and and like how these these neocons care more about Israel than what's going on in the United States. And Bench and 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 Tucker said that person meaning referencing Ben Shapiro, he said he clearly doesn't care about this nation. He's like because how can you? Yeah. <laughs> when when everything that's going on here is is happening and like you want us all to care more about Israel. So that is the backdrop that I had to set up in order for us to like yeah. get into the conversation, which is uh, about to um, you know proceed. Yeah. Uh, so with all of that established, wh- how do you see things? What's your take on on things? Uh, I 
I'm on. Uh, I'm in agreement with Tucker Carlson. Uh, it has been a bit cringe to see Ben Shapiro be so super Israel. He's been unhinged. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like well, what we even talked about. We covered that on the show, right? The the thing about yeah. Candace Owens. Yep. Even that, like, this is somebody in your own camp, and look at how you talked about her. Yeah, and and, and to me, it's like more first and foremost, you're an American, but like when it comes to the topic of Israel, you'll bash your allies, you'll talk shit, you'll cry, you'll moan about it, and it's like super, super, super important to you. I understand that if, you know, you have interests outside of your nation, like, cool, that, that it's awesome to care, uh, especially if you have family that lives, I don't know if he does or he doesn't, but but he, he's uh, super pro-Israel, that's, that's fine, but you're an American first. And so when, when your point of contention with most stuff is what's going on over there, and you start becoming unhinged, it's a little bit worrisome. Uh, and, and then remember he, he, he was going, he was team DeSantis and then suddenly switched to team Nikki Haley. Yeah. Uh, so he endorsed Nikki Haley afterwards and then Nikki Haley is nothing to boast about. And as Candace Owens said, I, I, uh, I endorse (laughs) Nikki Haley as for president of Israel. Yeah. Because that's what Nikki Haley sounds like. A hundred percent. I get it. If if you're allies with someone, you know, you you support them, but when you're running for president, you run for the president of whatever nation you're running for. You're not running for another nation's presidency. And another thing that Nikki Haley, uh, I've observed Nikki Haley's campaign. It's like she's super super all about Israel. Very concerning. And so. On this argument, on this topic, I find it where Tucker Carlson is looking at it from the perspective of American problems, American issues, and the the care that he has for that, like which is to him the most important thing. And uh, when it comes to Ben Shapiro, more and more, he started his his popularity started when he started. Going against like the wokeism people, the Tuck, uh, Tucker uh, Ben Shapiro destroys liberal in yeah. college campus. That was your thing. You were you were against the grain when he got busy against Pierce Morgan. For yes, the, the gun thing. Yeah, when he got yeah uh, Pierce Morgan. That was that was another big huge break for him. Um, then it was like when it was scary. <laughs> it was so great, <laughs> which I give them both credit because like they're like they're still friendly, they're friendly, yeah, yeah. But it's like when he was like, he's like, uh, you continue to stand on stand on the graves of dead children, Pierce. He said, like, "How dare you? Yeah, how, how dare, dare you?" you? <laughs> he's like, "You keep saying how dare you, but that doesn't change." <laughs> yeah, that doesn't change what you're doing. Yeah, that was which is crazy because Piers Morgan does that. So I feel, I feel like Ben Shapiro did his homework. Yeah, did his homework on uh, um, um, Piers Morgan, <laughs> where it was like he Piers Morgan was so offended by that. But um, that was a great ass. M- it was from Ben Shapiro. Hell yeah, that put him. You know, like he came up going against the grain, and now that. Now that they're more established, he seems a lot more establishment. Yeah. And, and he's lost, in my opinion, his mojo 
when it comes to uh on a lot of things in recent history. Yeah. Yeah, because Super Pro Jab what's to you, bro? He was wrong about Trump initially. Never Trumper. Yeah, he was a never Trumper pro jab. Super pro Israel. Like nothing on any big issue has he been on the forefront of being like a visionary. No. He's cool at like riding the wave, which is fine. Okay, cool. That's that's your thing. But like nothing of like you're manning the ship. No, definitely not. Whereas Tucker, on the other hand, he he's in the battlefield. And and cat uh, just a, a, another little thing to add to to the commentary on Shapiro is he's he's always seemed to dodge Milo Yiannopoulos. Yes. Yeah, and and so the way I look at it is like um <clears throat> Ben Shapiro uh, this is a very easy analogy for people who like basketball and pay attention to like the personalities. Tucker Carlson is like Kobe Bryant. Ben Shapiro is like LeBron James. So Kobe was like real like nobody thought he would be what but like he just grinded it out and didn't really give a fuck about what was in vogue. He was just like, I'm trying here to win. That's it. This is I have the one goal, mama mentality. Whereas with with LeBron James, it's like it's always Oh well I gotta I gotta be aligned with this. I gotta be aligned yeah. with that. I gotta be aligned with this. And with Ben Shapiro, it's starting to look like that. It's starting to look like, well, you were kind of set up in a way where things were supposed to work for you, and then you would just like go the establishment route. And anytime that you were wrong, you were, oh well, yeah, you know I was wrong, but like let's move on, let's move along. And I feel like that that's a very easy road to take. Yeah, hundred percent. And and and, uh, and like anyone that's been prominent. Uh, when it came to like the culture wars, he was prominent because he was like a fighter in in it, not really like a a visionary. Elon Musk visionary, Tucker Carlson visionary, even Andrew Tate, who, who is he? He's American, right? Yeah, half American. Visionary in the sense of certain aspects. Um, who else? Milo Yiannopoulos, visionary. Ben has never had that. Yeah. And so in this topic, like he's just there there's no way that I can see him winning any debate on this topic versus anybody that has remotely like some idea of what's going on in America. And so um Tucker's right. We're giving money to Ukraine, we're giving money to Israel, we're giving money like what about our shit? Where's the money for the border? Like, you gotta... Like you said, that you, these people have, must have some nerve to be giving all this money away and then, like, the people that live here are in squalor. Like, last time I checked that we were talking about, like, the tents in Chicago, right? They were everywhere. Now, let me give you guys an update. When I drive down uh, Lakeshore, now the tents are higher, so now you can actually see them. As you're driving Lakeshore Drive on the edges, like it gets worse yeah. and worse and worse <laughs> and worse and worse. It's not like an overnight thing, but you start seeing like, okay, this is the pro- 
This is where we're heading to. And so when you're super about something else outside of America and we're rotting from the inside, you know, and and you support that, yeah, you should catch some heat. Yeah. My thing is, do you think, who do you think wins out at the end? Because historically speaking, history is a lot kinder to the Ben Shapiro types than they are to the Tucker Carlson types. Wins out in what? What do you mean? What, what um, sense? Like, like, people will, no matter how much shit they talk about you and how bad they make you look, they're kinder to the establishment figures. Like, we're old enough to to see how much people hated Bush at a, at a certain time, and how much now people suddenly, oh wow, Bush was a saint. He was yeah. wrong a little bit, but like they're just kind kinder to you. Yeah, but also because this motherfucker is groveling to them now too. Yeah. Yeah. Um what I'll say is Shapiro at now definitely has more resources at hand. Like he has a bigger company, you know, Tucker is sort of in the woods. He's starting off his own company. He's really the only talent. I mean, on-screen talent. Like yeah. they got, you know, behind the scenes people, but on-screen it's just him. Uh, as we mentioned in pre-production, he will need, as 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 you put it, I thought it was a, a good choice of words, an ensemble. Like, he will need somebody. Um, the difference, though, is Tucker moves in a way where he'll make more alliances like for instance, I I don't know, but supposedly PBD highlights it in uh, um, "Choose Your Enemies Wisely," which which uh, was an awesome Christmas gift from my mom. She bought me the the book "Choose Your Enemies Wisely." Oh, but, badass! But uh, I haven't read it yet. But supposedly PBD highlights what the exchange was like between him and Tucker when he made him when he made Tucker the offer to join Valuetainment. Yeah. And, and obviously, we know Tucker didn't take the offer, but it seems like there's no bad blood between them. Um, I I would say that I think Tucker moves in a way where he'll have more allies because Tucker gets along with like a lot of different people from all walks of life. Yeah. Um, like, well, you saw you you saw the Nelk Boys. They did an interview with Ben Shapiro, and then they did an interview with Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And the Tucker Carlson one was like the feel of it was a lot more friendly. It was like significantly better interview. In fact, yeah. In fact, I think it was you that said that like you would rate that interview like one of the best of the last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Kind of it's like. Great. Kind of like that uh, that Shia LaBeouf interview yep. with uh, with uh, John Bernathal. Like it was like that level of interview. But uh, also Tucker could like rock with Theo Vaughn. Like, I don't know if you saw his, his, yes. his with like that shit was great. Um, <laughs> and like and like be authentic. Like I could never see like the way that like the in, the engagement between Theo Vaughn and Tucker go like that between Theo Vaughn and Ben Shapiro. No. So my point is that that Tucker moves in a way where like he'll have he'll have a lot more alliances and like I feel like the people that Tucker gravitates towards care more about everyday people. Like for instance, like like Alex Jones. When I I see and hear Alex Jones, 
I truly do get the sentiment that he cares about people. Yes, whether I do. he's whether he's wrong or right, there like I would never, th- I would it would never cross my mind that that he is not genuine in what he's saying. No, I like that. I like that. Whereas whereas I care, like I I get I feel that a lot less from the people at Daily Wire. Like I, I, I don't agree. like I don't really feel that from them. So I say all of that to say that I think Tucker surrounds himself with better people. And I think that matters a lot. Um, granted, there's a long way to go for Tucker to establish. He's a to, corner. He's a corner. O'Brien. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a way, like you, 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 yeah. you, 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 you feel like that. Um, so I think there's a, I think there's a long way to go uh, for Tucker in terms of like establishing his company and getting it anywhere near like what the Daily Wire is. Yeah, uh, a, a very long way to go, if if even possible. I think it's possible, but just a very long way to go. Uh, I will say this though, and I think this speaks to something. The Daily Wire has been around for a while. I subscribed once. To watch what is a woman for that when we did yeah. that episode, which if anybody wants to check out that episode in the catacombs of this podcast, check it out. We did it with Big Vince, yeah. uh, a good episode. We basically reviewed what is a woman and and uh, and 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 you know gave our commentary on it. Which full credit to Matt Walsh, great great yeah. documentary, actually one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Um, but what I will say is, I subscribed to the Daily Wire for that. I watched that and the and the movie Run Hide Fight. Yes, and then I unsubscribed. I felt no reason to like keep the subscription. Okay. Tucker Carlson comes out with the Tucker Carlson Network. I I I bought a year an annual subscription that day, and, and like for me, it was just like the support. Like yeah, I like what I feel for Tucker. And like what he's been to yeah. me, like just watching him and like how he's been right about so many things and 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 like just like what I get from him as as uh and his contribution to politics. Yeah. It's just like way more than Ben Shapiro. Like so much where it was enough for him to have like way less content than the Daily Wire. Yeah. And me to come like make way more of a commitment than I did to the Daily Wire. So Yes. So and I think a lot of people feel like that about Tucker. Yes. I think a lot of people feel like that. And so that speaks a lot too. It's like when you have the people on your side, there's nothing quite like having the people on your side. No. And I will say this too. He, he became like such a rock star with Fox, but there's like a next level that he hit once he left Fox. Yeah. Because it's like, the human side of him has came out a lot more. Exactly. The willingness to talk about conspiracy theories. The, yeah. Like the, the, it's just like it, it's almost like a family member or friend. Nothing. Nothing's off the table. Yes. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Whereas with in Fox, I mean, even even to the point where like Tucker is like not not cringeworthy, but he's even like a little self-deprecating like when he's like he's like it's yeah. like, like people say i'm good at my job i don't know i keep getting fired like yeah. it's like it, it, like that's like a, a like a humble thing like for somebody to yeah to, to to be like i don't know if i've i've ever seen ben shapiro like that no and then and then um 
I guess the way I would look at it is, would Ben Shapiro have taken some of the subject matter that got Tucker fired? Hell no. Easy. Hell no. If anything, Ben Shapiro has, I would say, more opportunity and leeway because you're at an independent company. Yeah. You know, you you really could have like helmed some of this. And meanwhile, this dude was doing it at an establishment media network, pushing the envelope. Like, nah, yeah. that's ballsy. Well, yeah. even even Sagar said it in that interview. He's like, man, it's crazy how like you kind of came up in the establishment, but always kind of gave them the middle finger. Yeah, that's that's way more ballsy than than oh, I'm I'm independent. Like, it's one thing for you and I to talk about january 6th and like be like oh man you know what was to it we're independent yeah it's another thing if 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 tonight jake tapper got on cnn and started saying that i'd develop a lot more respect for jake tapper even though like i don't see that happening (laughs) but but my point is my point is it would be like damn like Oh shit! Look at this motherfucker. He's he's getting real busy right now. You yeah. know the motherfuckers at CNN are in his ear. Like shut the fuck up. Why are you saying that? Change the subject. I'm going rogue, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's my point. That that's my point. Whereas, whereas, um, I mean, you can't even get you can't even get the mainstream media to talk about trans stuff. I think trans stuff is the furthest that the Daily Wire will push in terms of like the controversy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but other than that, like that, that's that's as far as they'll push. So yeah, you you one hundred percent got to give Tucker his his credit. Um. And yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting year because like we're going to see a lot of opportunities for Tucker to rise. In fact, he's supposed to. I was reading on X today. He's supposed to be having an interview coming up soon with Epstein's brother. Oh shit! Yeah, like that. damn. You know. Oh wow, that'd be that'd be crazy to watch. But that's what I'm saying. Like he'll just go that route. Yeah. Now, now, do you think that this disagreement on the Israel and situations, Israel's problems versus America first? Do you think that that's enough to to make them go down the road of like uh, we're just gonna be enemies, you and me? We're not gonna look eye to eye, or I don't want to ever fuck with you again. Or do you think it's just like, like well, it, like it, it, it's ir- irreconcilable? Yeah. Uh, I I think I could see it being irreconcilable because Ben Shapiro, he's 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 just fully unhinged on the matter. Like there yeah. is no, there's no you can't, there's no dis, you can't dissent from his his position without him thinking like you're some sort of anti semite or you can't yeah. have any dissent. It's like you're either like with me on this or 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 like or you're anti Israel, you're anti Jew. That's basically where he is. Tucker is not like that rigid on on stuff. No, he's like he even said like I understand like you you want to care and everything, but this is your country first. This is my country first. This is what I care about first. Yeah, 
even 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 the rhetoric the tone is 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 there so if things are indeed irreconcilable it's definitely because of shapiro not because of tucker that's that's truly what i believe yeah i guess we'll see with them we will and 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 i think before we close out one thing that that i wanted to point out that just kind of a little bit of tooting my own horn in the sense of a prediction i made so i made a prediction some time ago that the whole like man and woman dynamics and like and 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 with the backdrop of like the red pill versus blue pill thing will more and more start to take center stage yeah and and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but 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 over the last few days there've been like, there's been like this crazy situation on on X, where now even like Roger Stone is involved in it, where there's this chick I forgot her name and I wouldn't want to give her credit anywhere a trad thought where like she basically like posts that she's America first and like she loves she loves America and she's like a good housewife, but everything is like a bikini with her tits out like like that type of shit and so somebody which some people in the fringe like sandman and others have 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 pointed this out but now it's becoming like a little bit more mainstream yeah pointed out that like why are all these like supposedly like conservative women basically like dressing like only fans models and like they are like yeah. you, you can't deny it but that's that track that shit that that yeah. i've pointed out for a while now and so somebody pointed this out and roger stone he took issue with the lady pointing it out. He's like, oh, she's just a jealous bitch. Because I, I guess he's like on the side of the trap that, that's like posting like the bikini pics and, and whatnot. And like, and like Rolo Tomasi got in the conversation and he was like, he's like, yeah. And the prosecution rests. Like basically, yeah. like what he's saying is like, us red pill motherfuckers have been telling you that like, these conservative bitches are the same. They're the same as the liberal bitches. Like they yeah. want men's attention. They they they'll do whatever they could do to get attention. It's just that the attention, the men's attention that they want, are conservative men. Yeah. But but it's basically the same thing. And and what's interesting is like the fact that it got to the point where Roger Stone is commenting on this. Is what I said. Like that's this situation with men and women. Marriage, not getting married, how men should operate in the world, that will take that will be more and more take center stage in politics. It, it, there's yeah. there's no there's nowhere to go but that. When you when you factor in the shit that Charlie Kirk and, and, and Benny Johnson are saying at Turning Point USA, when you factor in what's going on with the overturning of Roe versus Wade and how you see all of these conservative places voting for abortion, when you factor in the somewhat mainstream trajectory that 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 the manosphere is starting to take and when you factor in how all of that stuff revolves around the culture war and politics you have you have no choice but to see that like that's i wouldn't doubt if maybe in the next election cycle that's an issue like like on a debate stage like a, I, like um MGTOW question or yeah, red like, pill a, question? like a like a MGTOW question. I would not, I would not about, I would not mm. doubt if that some in the next uh, election cycle that that's a question on the debate stage. Like increasingly, we're seeing men are not wanting to get married. Yes, the uh, we we just saw this year. Well, not this year, last year in twenty three. 
highest rate of 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 forty year old men that have never been married in history in wow. recorded history. Yeah, yeah eventually it'd be like we're seeing depopulation. Men don't want to get married. Men men are men are are either. What do you got? What what's going on with men? It's either they're 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 in some like simping ass marriage or or or, or long term relationship. Yeah, where basically it, it's 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 by proxy the woman is running the relationship. Yeah. We got that. That's a lot. That's many. Yeah. You got nihilism guys that are just like, yeah, I give up. I'm gonna sit home and like watch porn and play video games. Yeah, or you that. got motherfuckers like us that are on some like. Neo diff- yeah. out breaking away from the matrix type shit like yeah, yeah motherfuckers ain't married motherfuckers are on some business stuff because we've, we've found a purpose beyond like what a woman and kids and and all of that are but that's what i will say is our our demographic is very minimal yeah, very man. minimal yeah very minimal like that shit like we'll have to like go on like a lord of the rings journey to find other motherfuckers that are like us yeah. So so my point is eventually like that's going to become an issue where where it's like something has to happen cuz women want to get married like as much as they say they don't they don't they do they just want like a certain man like that's where you're getting all of this oh the economically unattractive the 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 financially unattractive Yeah. because they're making more money. So eventually it's going to get to the point where they're going to be bitching and moaning that they can't get married. There's gonna be many of them getting to the point where like they're too old to have kids. Yeah, we might even see some sort of epidemic of of like a bunch of kids starting to be born with like Down syndrome and shit because women are waiting so long to have kids. Yeah, if they have kids, and then you factor in all the other stuff that I previously mentioned: men not getting married, the nihilism from men, men giving up, the increased rate of drug usage because like they don't have like a purpose, nothing. Like it has no choice. But eventually to become a, a, a big talking point. And yeah. now you're seeing you're seeing it's it's infancy. When you get a guy like Roger Stone commenting on something like that. Yeah. It's starting to hit it's starting to hit the The only thing the only thing is like I wonder what because you know Roger Stone is in Trump's here. I, I wonder like I, I don't think we'll see it in Trump's presidency. It become like a, a mainstream issue. No, but because it it's, a, it's in the now. Yeah, but I think towards going into the future, that that it, you're correct. That is going to become an issue because that you the dynamic of men and women. It's like literally the fabric of society, like families, kids, this and so if. That starts strafing east and west. Well, as we, as we saw with China when they try to control the population, now they're like, "Oh no, have kids." Yeah, be on some man shit. Be like, at some point, there's going to have to be some course correction for America. Right. It, the only thing with China though is like, I feel like they they had the ability in that regard to course correct because. The women don't operate as 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 I as as sexually deviant as the women in America. Yeah. Do. But see, w- let's look at the root of this issue. The root of this issue was that people are pointing out 
okay, this chick, which when you see her, again, I don't want to give her credit, like, but when, when you see her on X, because you'll easily find the, this whole thing because it, yeah. it was trending. When, when you find it, you'll, you'll be like, oh, I've seen this chick before. And like, I've seen her pictures. Like, she's like, she's gone viral before. She, she's like the type that'll be like, be in a bikini and like, it'll be in America, but like, like a, an American flag in the back and it'll be like America first. Yeah. Or like be wearing a MAGA hat, like over one of her titties or some shit like that. Like something where we normally, I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. I don't care nothing about it. My problem is, my problem is, is like, it's interesting though, because you're talking like all this conservative stuff, right? Yeah. That, that that's your argument that I'm a conservative woman. Look at me. I'm for a conservative man. She said some stuff like like no soy boys allowed or 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 whatever like like bullshit platitude these trap dots like like swinging these days. Yeah. But the problem is the problem is is are you really now? Why is that question important? The are you really question important? Like are you just are you just some grifter? That's capitalizing off of off of like MAGA and 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 right wing right wing guys and right wing attention, because what we're seeing now, what the data is showing is yeah. that is that you conservative women and I use air quotations. I don't know when it comes time to show that you're truly conservative. You seem to be voting for something that left wing women like advocate for. Yeah. And now you're starting to see more and more the ones that look good, the conservative women that look good, yeah. seem to be conducting themselves very much like left-wing women. So is this all a show? Is this all a show? And and then it goes to the to the the manosphere argument. Is it just okay, well, these women are seeing what they can get and they're opportunistic going in this direction, just like these women are seeing what they could get yeah. and opportunistic in this direction. And ultimately it's the same thing. It's just these ones go about it this way and yeah. these ones go about it that way. That's an important topic. And then now when you get a guy like Roger Stone, rather than kind of being like, damn, it is interesting. We're over here talking about conservative values and abortion yeah. and this and that. And then... I think it begs to question if you're looking at a culture and you have Benny Johnson and Charlie Kirk talking about, oh, men got to get married. And granted, I don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah. I don't look, I'm not looking to get married. I'm not looking for any of this stuff. So if people are saying, oh man, why is he upset? I'm, I'm not upset. What I'm upset is that the conservatives that are falling for the dumb shit because we yeah. don't have time for this. It's not. It's they're not playing 4D chess. Exactly. They're playing checkers, and it's like you're not seeing the blood on the walls. And it's like, well, it says that this is this is the true statistics of the track records of women in in politics. What what they're voting not not like political women. I'm saying women how they're reacting to certain you know events. And and when you see states like Ohio, <laughs> like who are they're they've turned super red, go totally against the abortion thing. What does that tell you? Exactly, because yeah. I don't have a doubt in my mind that that Trata would vote for Trump. There's nothing in me that thinks that she wouldn't. Just like I remember, remember that 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 uh, that Venezuelan chick. Uh, uh, 
uh, she she was like prominent on Twitter for a while that uh, Linda wake up with Linda or something like that. Oh yeah, yep. From from Florida. No, I thought she was Cuban. Was she Venezuelan? I think she's Venezuelan. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I remember thinking in the 2020 election, like when in Florida they were doing all of those boat parades for Trump. With yeah. Trump, and like I would see like all those chicks on the boats twerking and shit like that. And I would think to myself like. There, like, I don't have a doubt in my mind that those women would vote for Trump, but what where you start to see a riff is like, what's beyond Trump culturally, and then what you start to see is like, well, when you get guys like Benny Johnson and Charlie Kirk talking about, oh, men got to get married and you got to find a conservative women, but these women, like, in regards to marriage material how are they any different than like a like leftist women yeah. they just vote for trump yeah. which is fine i will take the vote we yeah. need we need it we, yeah we'll take it but and for me and you we're good because we don't have a dog in the fight but for the guys that charlie kirk and 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 benny johnson and others such as that are trying to 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 influence what the options that you say they have are you talking about these bitches yeah. because the what the manosphere <laughs> is pointing out is that they're no different they're than one the, of the other same. ones yeah they're one and the same is just a different outlook cuz even if you tell someone uh this is the way the country should go doesn't mean that everything else is great about them maybe they just look at it from a pragmatic financial aspect right and i'm okay with that that's my yeah. point when you don't have a dog in the fight you you don't get upset about it yeah. like it's like all right but then what you start to see is like you start to see three four five steps beyond it's like okay yeah. well this situation whether a conservative mm -hmm. the situation that we're seeing between men and women men not wanting to get married population uh collapse uh, abortion uh, uh, being voted in in places that it wouldn't have traditionally been being voted in. You start to see that Trump wins, Ramaswamy wins, DeSantis wins, Haley wins. That's not changing. That yeah. cultural stuff, that particular part no. of the culture is not changing. So then what what do we get? What happens? And that's what what I'm interested in seeing. And it and it's like I I feel like it's like some I predicted, and like more and more, I'm seeing it You're unfold. You're seeing the vast difference, and and, and it's crazy because where the hell are we gonna go? <laughs> Very interesting. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.